When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. Welcome to the Clubhouse. Oh yeah, g'day everyone and then welcome to the Clubhouse. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you as we talk all things golf right across the country for the next hour or so. If you do miss any of the show, just search for the Clubhouse Golf Show on iTunes. You can download the podcast each and every week and it's a very... Uh Big welcome to Mark Allen. Good hey, to Marco. see you, Jules. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, buddy. That's very, right. very well. KT Kim wins the Open for the girls, which is very good. Well done to her. Played extremely well. Mm-hmm. And Hideki Matsuyama. How about this kid from Japan? Uh, we're in the middle of the USPJ at the moment. Yep. And this bloke, if he ends up winning cool. somehow, if he ends up winning, he becomes the first Japanese player to one win a major. But you'd reckon he'd go to number one in the world. So he'd uh, tick two boxes there. Some sort of four, Marco. What about that for a final round? uh, He's 61. Yeah. (laughs) Just ridiculous. Just, I mean, you know, we speak about this a little bit. You know, I get course records. You can get on a roll. Shoot a course record. You just can. The course I play out has Mark Allen written on the bloody plaque. Both of them. Annoys me every time. Both courses. Both courses. Um, That's actually that course will never be broken either because it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> good so i get that you can get on a roll and putts go in and you know even your bad shots kick out the fairway and blah 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 you can do it yeah. but when you shoot a 61 at a golf course like firestone country club uh, and beat the last three holes too just for fun mm. it's pretty amazing mm. it's pretty amazing golf yep um scotty hen did well too our australian shot 63 yes. how about his round in that third round he shot 63 with 22 putts and two three putts. Mm. <laughs> What's going on? I mean, obviously, look, beautiful greens, best players in the world, that sort of stuff happens regularly because what well, we were talking about a second ago, sometimes your bad putts go in and your good putts go in too. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have 22 putts yep. um, in, in a round of golf. But I've got to say, watching last week, and particularly the 16th hole, it's 600, it's over 660 yards. Yeah. So it's over 600. Hundred meters. It is downhill. The drive, the drive's downhill. Not a big yep. hill. It's not like the last at um, you know where they play the tournament of the champions in in uh, Maui. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. <laughs> not quite. It's not like down on almost a forty-five degree angle. But it's it's downhill, off the tee. To see players knocking it on that green, <laughs> and there's water in front. It's not yeah, like you're running it up. No. So you got to carry the ball six hundred and sixty yards with two shots. Uh, the ball now has gone to a whole new level yeah. of stupidity. It's too far. It's crazy. Is it becoming far too easy for golfers to just be able to bomb it long yep. and straight? And the nose, it's all about the nose spin. Yeah. So 
vomit long is one thing, yeah. but to be able to hit the ball 400 yards and straight, that's another. Mm. And the reason they can do that is because the ball doesn't have side spin either. So when you, take, when, when you get rocket scientists <laughs> working for companies like TaylorMade, and, and, and I don't want to, you know, Titleist have been the number one ball for a long time. Yes. But this TP5X has now taken things to a whole new level. If you haven't used it, go and use one because this is the ball that's going to wake up the RNA and the USGO. They've had a bad couple of years, these two oh. mobs. <laughs> but well, the, where do we start? <laughs> Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, Arnold Palmer, they've been calling for a ball wine back for a long time mm. because, you know, to find a property to build a golf course on one now is almost, not double in size, but certainly 150%. Yeah. Because if you build long courses, you have to build wide courses too. That's that's the mm. thing that people forget about. It's not about just extending tees. You've got to make it a little bit wider as yeah. well to make it fair. Um, so to, to, to do that, it's getting more difficult. But what it does hurt is that these beautiful, classic, wonderful, timeless golf courses that we have around the world are now unplayable when a tournament comes to town. So somewhere like, and let's just use our number one, mm-hmm. Royal Melbourne Composite. Yes. If the big boys came to town to play Royal Melbourne Composite, and I'm talking about Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson yes. and John Rahm, Adam Scott, Jason Day, our guys as well, they wouldn't hit any more. If it was a, if it was a still day, they wouldn't hit anything more than a pitching wedge to most of the par fours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not... It's not good enough not anymore. Good golf. That's not good enough. Yep. I mean, the first, you know, the first, at, the first at Royal Melbourne composite, yeah, the way it used, to, the way it should be played, uh, is the first on the west. And most players, I saw some of the kids playing there in the um, Todd Sinnott mm-hmm. playing there in the Asia Amateur Championship. Todd Sinnott hit a three on off the tee. <laughs> it's a straight hole, folks, that has a little bottleneck down there. He yeah. hit a three iron and a pitching wedge. Ridiculous. That's on. That's the second hole. The second hole. Now, it's funny because we used to play Royal Melbourne Composite a lot when I first turned pro. Yep. So I turned pro in 1990, and we played it a lot early. And the second hole, which is a par five, used to be a driver and a three wood mm. with the old wound ball and wooden clubs. Yes. And I, when I turned pro, I, was, I had a per seven driver. And the drivers that were around were those tiny little tailor-made ones with the gold <laughs> shaft. That, you know, that was the technology going around. No titanium, just the middle head, and it was really small. And it was really small because it was so heavy, mm. and they couldn't get it light enough to make it big like they can with the titanium, and now with all the different substances, all the different materials they use. But it was a drive with my persimmon club, and a three wood with my, I used to have a Mizuno three wood. When you that, cleared those bunkers on the right, straight oh yeah. over the top, but in, cut in, the corner into the wind. If you if you play that golf course into a big wind, yeah. you had to go left. That's right. And I wasn't the longest hitter, but I was certainly one of the boys. You know, I was up there. Mm. But you know, guys like Allenby and you know he was a long hitter. He, he used to hit the ball about twenty yards past. But we didn't play Royal Melbourne for a while, and we went from this four year period from the wound ball to. The two or the three piece ball, which was the Titleist ball that came out, and that turned into overnight. So we hadn't played it for about four years. We went back there. The second hole <laughs> was now a three wood and a six iron. Yeah. So that was in late nineties. So early nineties, persimmon driver and a three wood or a two iron. To four years later, five years, six years later, late nineties, it went to a three wood and a six iron. Mm-hmm. Then they lengthened the tee a little bit. Now it's that tee that they lengthened and now gets in the way of the 17th hole, which is, a, you know, 
you don't want that sort of stuff yeah, happening. It does actually get in the way. Yes. You don't want that sort of stuff happening. But this is this is the big fear for everybody. Now, the amazing thing is because the ball doesn't spin with the driver, what they've done is the technology with wedge grooves still lets you spin this ball <laughs> when you've got a sand on in your yeah. hand. So, so you get the best of both worlds, Marco. You get which the is best of both worlds. For the, the hacker like us, or like, not mm. like you, but like me, Yeah, it's great. I feel like a hacker these days. <laughs> it's great. But for these pros, it's becoming abs- absolutely it's absurd. absurd. I agree. And you watch the highlights on the PGA Tour website, and this, and you just they just keep going, how far are these blokes hitting the ball? Yeah. And it's just, it's extraordinary. It's yeah. literally extraordinary. Rory McIlroy is not a big man, mm. and that doesn't mean much because you know a lot of small guys have been superstar players. Gary Player. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Hogan, you know, the list will go on and on and on. Like you could reel them off. Lee Trevino, they're all very strong, like Rory, but they weren't. Well, they weren't big guys. Yep. Last week he hit forty-two drives, <laughs> forty-two drives. Only four were under three hundred yards. Only four. Yeah. Seven were over three hundred and fifty yards. Now so it was something like twelve or fourteen were in between three twenty to three fifty, and somewhere between twelve and fourteen were three hundred to three twenty. Yep. So. It's not a golf ball anymore. It's a missile that doesn't spin. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they've got to change. Now, we mentioned the RNA and the G and the USGA. We've mentioned them a lot in the last. But if they do not do something about this golf ball soon, then the Rory McIlroy who emerges, and the John Rahm who emerges, and the Dustin Johnson who emerges forty years from now, they'll be hitting it four hundred yards. Yeah. And then what happens to our golf courses? You know, th- these guys at the RNA and the USGA, they've gone, oh, it'll cap, it'll cap out, it'll cap out, it'll cap out. That's when you and I were probably designing a golf ball in the wind tunnel. But they have rocket scientists <laughs> now designing golf balls and right. golf clubs. Yep. Not, you know, not old Tom Morris, who's <laughs> filing away and putting screws in the face of a persimmon club. That guy's gone. Rocket scientists are designing so let's get the ball spinning again that's the so only that's the way answer. you can yeah, it is. that's the answer what do they do all right what do they do what do we change it well look again this that's the best question of all what you just asked and i'm not a rocket scientist but i do know this as a golfer the difference between a tp5x and a tp5 yes. or a pro v1x and yep. a pro v1 and all the other different mm-hmm. versions is really noticeable so they can do it. So they need to get the ball spinning more than just the Pro V1 or the TP5. Yep. That has to happen. It has to spin more. And you know what happens then? Then the Pro will start using, instead of using a 10.5 degree club, they'll start using, they'll have to go back to an eight and a 8.5. And it's amazing that two degrees on the club face, what it does to side spin. Mm. And then when the ball can, is, there's more backspin, now that they're using a straighter face club, there's going to be more side spin as well. And then there's going to be more what's known as, you know, when, you know back in the old days, the ball used to start low and rise yep. and then do a little bit of drawing. That's friction through the air. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. And the friction through the air slows the ball down. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, there's no spin, no friction, and no side spin either. Yep. And even less side spin because loft, more loft, outspins the side spin. You get that? I get it. Yes. Yeah. So when when these when these long driver guys when they hit a five degree driver or a three degree driver in their long drive, did you see someone drove the ball four hundred and seventy yards to win the other day? 
470 yards. That's another story. But the side spin is, is the long driver. That's his biggest issue because the, there's no loft on the club. Mm. But you get guys like Dustin Johnson who hits a 10.5 degree driver and doesn't spin the ball. <laughs> Yeah. Back, no backspin. Well, it's not going to be side spin either because, like Just I said before, bang. loft, the loft backspin will override the side spin. Anyway, they've got to do something quick, mate. Otherwise, it's just going to be curtains. Yep. For all the good golf courses around the world, it's going to be stupid. Anyone out there who hasn't tried the TP5X or the TP5, or the new Pro V1? I've given Pro you V1 some, X. haven't you? Oh, mate, still use them. It's They're ridiculous. TP5 is awesome. Even with the five, still spin it. Even with even with the awesome. seven and the six and the five, mm. I mean, it's really noticeable. It's a club or and yeah. into the wind. I mean, you know, I keep on thinking to myself, I'm playing in a four club wind. It's been pretty windy down here in Melbourne lately. Yeah, I keep on feeling like it's a four club wind into the wind. It's not. No. I'm bashing everything straight through. Yeah. Oh, like I, I've is, had to make that adjustment. You have to genuinely have to adjust your meterage with yeah. your club. It's. I reckon it's probably between eight and 10, 12, yeah. 15 meters yeah. difference, depending on your lie and condition. And, and downwind. Yeah. You know, this is the thing. Downwind with with it, the ball actually falls out of the air a bit. You're not putting enough backspin, but yeah. when it falls out of the air on fairways that run, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, you carry it three. Like I'm carrying it downwind, three hundred yards. Yeah, down like a four or five club wind. I'm carrying it three hundred yards. That shouldn't be able to happen. Mm. And then the ball rolls another sixty on the yep. dormant fairways. <laughs> it's it's craziness what's yep. happening. They've now, got to do something. From the most technical chat we'll have on this show to the most non-technical chat we'll have, Marco. I thought one of the great uh, moments in golf this week. Mm-hmm. Players playing in shorts. Yeah, in the warm-up round and the uh, the players' championship. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been really wet and yeah. been very very humid. Yes. So they tick that box, which is yeah. great. Oh, how good was that? It's just different. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I'm not I'm not one there to say I like to you know, yeah. look at bloke's calves, but there's just it was a nice change. <laughs> it, one of the biggest issues for the USPGA, it's always called it's it's not some people call it the hot major because played in August, which is in America the hottest month. Yeah. News pretty much overnight. Now, Joe Monaghan, who is the, the runs the tour commissioner, he floated this about 12 months ago. You and I spoke about it, mm-hmm. that the USPGA might go from August to May, yes. and that will bump the uh, Players' Championship from May back to March. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very hot in Florida in May, and that's why they've had to go to the Queensland Greens, for lack of a bit of, you know, just so everybody yeah. gets what I'm talking about, the Bermuda Greens. So... That'll get bumped to Mar to March, which probably means I'll go back to Bent Grass Greens, which will make that that tournament better, mm-hmm. and probably be more inclined because it's on Bent Greens. We'll be more inclined to give it a major tag. Yep. Um, they play at Augusta. They play on Bent Grass Greens. The reason they don't play Augusta in summer is because it's just too hot. So they don't want the Bermuda Greens because you know it's just not as true a role. Yeah. You have to know too much. You always have to be a member to putt well on them. Um, so that's why they shut the golf course because they want the bent grass greens. But this will be good, mate. This will be really good. Um, unfortunately, and I know you you like it, but unfortunately, if they move it from August to May, there probably won't be a need to play in shorts in the practice rounds. Yeah. But it will free up the calendar. It'll make it easier for all these guys to prepare for Presidents Cups and Ryder Cups, and also the FedEx Cup yep. at the end of the season. Absolutely. So this is going to be great um, from 2019 onwards. We're going to see a brand new lineup, and I also think it's going to make the poor cousin. The USPGA is the poor cousin of the majors. Yes, I think I'd, I'd much rather watch the Players' Championship than the USPGA. Absolutely, that's just me. This week's a little bit different because Jordan Spieth's going for a career Grand yes. Slam. But I reckon when you put the USPGA in May, 
then we're kind of, it's fresh, you know. It's the second major of the year. Let's see who wins. Yeah. And the Open Championship will be last, and that's always going to be, you know, it's if it's not the interest. best, it's yeah, the second it's best. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not the best, yep. it's the second best. No matter best. where that is, it's going to have interest. So, so it's going to be great yeah. for the game, great for scheduling, great for the players. Um, and also, we'll probably see it on better courses as well mm. because maybe not up north, but some of the best courses down south when they're just coming out of dormancy yep. uh, and they'll be pristine uh, in that date in May. So yep. fantastic news. All right, we've got to get to a break, Marco. I want to talk a few other things. Uh, did you see some celebrities out in the golf course this week? Did we saw uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, I, now, I want, I want to talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah, I want to talk about Steph Curry. Yep. Can we do that next? Yeah, we'll do that next. Um, lots to get through as well. Uh, Jason Day's season uh, yeah. coming up to the end. What he's had a bit of a chat about his underwhelming season so yeah. far. I'm keen to get your thoughts on that. No, so, yeah. Justin Bieber making his way around the golf course this week. Did you see him? No, I didn't see Justin Bieber. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to escort uh, Mayweather Jr. out in this oh, yeah. uh, bout. That's <laughs> normally that's normally where I see Justin Bieber. Yeah, Rory McIlroy's uh, best mate being his caddy and him doing his own yardage last week. Ooh, the top five finish. So I didn't no mind good. that. Yeah, that's that's no um, that, that, that won't last for long. No. You get sick of doing your own yardages. Yep. That's no good. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't want to be you don't you don't want to be a professional golfer and a mathematician. No. <laughs> no, you do not. But up next, Steph Curry. Uh yeah, let's, let's talk about played that. Played alright. We'll talk about that next. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is the Clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you as we talk all things golf. Now, Marco. When you mention uh, famous basketballers on the golf course and uh, creating headlines, the most famous name that I think comes to mind is Charles Barkley and his perhaps worst <laughs> swing of all time. Yeah, it's it's no good. He's got a few <laughs> he's got a few mental demons, I reckon, Charles. <laughs> that pause is probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's not course. a Hideki pause, is it? No, it's, no. it's Hideki times fifty. It's a Charles Fours pause. Yeah. <laughs> it comes halfway down on his downswing. That's not the place to pause, no. <laughs> if you're wondering, Jules. And do you talk about momentum through the ball? There's zero. No, 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 he's cooked. Poor old Charles, and he loves the game too. It's he sad does. to see. Yep. There's nothing worse, you know. Yeah, yeah. The yips, the yips, and we talk about but that's the yips. not yips, is it? <laughs> uh, well, I don't sure. know. I don't know. If you haven't YouTube Charles Barkley golf swing, it'll yeah. be the funniest thing. Hank Haney couldn't fix him. You know, Hank yeah. Haney, the Hank Haney project. Yeah, they did that whole TV episode on him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Hank couldn't fix him. Yeah. So, I don't know uh, what's going on there. Mm. But Steph Curry. Yes. Played in a web.com tour event. He did. So he's a two handicapper. Yep. Now, normally, normally, you know, if somebody came in and, you know, took a struggling pro spot, you know, it's their chance. You know, it's always, that's mm. the way you build it up. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you see John Daly coming from the ninth alternate or 13th alternate or whatever the hell he was when he won a PGA. Anything can happen in the world of golf. And that was life-changing from John Daly. Yep. So the argument is always, what about if some kid got in instead of Steph Curry and he goes on and wins and, you know, wins the Masters or whatever. That's the argument. But you've got to balance things up. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry is a world superstar. Yep. And there are people out there who weren't brought up with golf like you and I, you know, parents who played, mm -hmm. who are curious about golf. Yes. And when they see someone like Steph Curry playing uh, in a tournament, that might just tip them over the edge of exactly actually right. getting the, going down the driving range and having a bit of a hit. You know, I've been playing basketball my whole life. I love Steph Curry. I've been playing NFL or AFL or NRL or whatever, rugby union, whatever. I've been playing all my life. And I always hear my friends talking about playing golf. And, you know, you see people like Steph Curry and, you know, you see all the quarterbacks that play mm. on the... When when you see someone like Steph out there mixing it with the pros. Now, 74-74 is eight over par. Yep. 
and he missed the cut by 11 shots. Mm -hmm. If a professional golfer did that, you would have a real good look at yourself. You'd actually almost, you'd almost pull out of the next tournament if you were playing next week, if you missed the cut by 11 shots and call the coach and get organised and yep. see if you can do it. But for a two handicapper yeah. to shoot 74, 74, he'd probably play one, play to his handicap because, you know, the courses are always rated a lot higher That's when right. the tournament's on and from the back. But... That could be enough to get some kids playing golf. Then, right. And I'm not talking about kids playing golf and getting on the PGA Tour. I'm talking about growing Social the game. Golf. Growing the game. Because it is a great game. It's a, it's a game for life. And we talk yeah. about it all the time. And for a lot of people, they don't play because they just weren't shown as kids. Mm -hmm. But when you see people like Steph Curry and like others getting involved, and you know he's got a great swing too, by the way. He's got a fantastic oh, I was golf. I'm going to ask you about that. A fantastic golf yeah, swing, smooth, isn't it? Does nothing wrong. Yeah. Does you know does a few things wrong for a pro, but does nothing wrong for an amateur. That's right. Nothing wrong. Yep. When others see Steph Curry make the game look easy, yep. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Well, the web.com. Um, social pages and their um, their Twitter feeds, uh, Instagram, Facebook, yep. their numbers were huge. Yeah. And the video downloads and the, yeah. the um, fans at the course yeah. were huge yeah, to absolutely. follow him around. So I think we I think we'd just be able to you know, say it was a success. It is great for the game. In balance, in balance. Because you, you don't do it all the time because no. of that kid missing out That's on right. his spot. Yep. And the web.com tour is a great place to do it. A really, really good you place want to, to see do it. on one of the major tournaments. No, no, on the PGA. Tour. No, that'll never happen. No, it's happened down here in Australia. Mm. Yeah, we've given people spots. Yeah, um, doesn't always work out. <laughs> but, 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 but we've given people spots, and some of those. Um, oh, look, there was a Formula One driver, English Formula Formula One driver, who came down and played in Adelaide <laughs> and made a you know shot eighty seven, eighty six or something. Two of those. He was mates with Greg Norman and. Shark got him a spot and said, I'll come down and play, but you know, this guy's got to play as well. Yeah. God, what was his name? I'll think of it. Yep. Anyway, um, he, he made a gig of himself. But Steph Curry, you know, he, he had the, the most people following him. <laughs> so his group, you know, had all the spectators following him. Um, it was all over the place, right around the world, you know, not just in America, everywhere around the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that sort of stuff, you know, people are called a publicity stunt. Well, yeah, it is. But it's a great stunt for for the game of golf. It, it shows people that it's, it can be fun. It shows people that, especially when he does it, that it can be easy. Yep. It can be an easy game. Nigel Mansell, is that his name? Nigel Mansell. Yep. Thank you, sir. Uh, does it say what he shot? Uh, South Australian Open? Stand by. Yeah. Stand by. Nigel Mansell, South Australian Open, way back in the 80s. Uh, it, it shows people you know, how much fun it can be. And you know, when you see him smiling in that environment, maybe... Maybe a few extra people will take on the game of golf. 77 and 86, you sure? Yeah, the 86 was about. 77 was good. Yeah, finished with a birdie too. 86 is no good. How about Steph Curry's first drive though, Marco? No, Did I you don't see know. this? What happened? So he had, I think it was a three-wood off the tee, so he was really nervous. Yeah. Really nervous. Yeah. Hooked it to the left yeah. into the crowd. Yeah. Went up there. Where's my ball? Crowd goes, oh, it's just in here. Golf cart. In the drink holder. Oh, yeah, joking. <laughs> in the drink first holder. shot, he didn't drink holder. <laughs> had to get the rules official over for his first shot. How good how about Isn't that? Isn't that funny? <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, he's. You think of the clutch shots he's had to make yeah. in championship games in the NBA. Yeah. And probably does it like you and I just drinking a coffee. That's you know, right. It's no big deal. Yeah. 
and he gets on the first tee of a, of a tournament. It's, and here's another one, Annika Sorensen. Yes. Remember when Annika Sorensen took on the, the fellas? Yeah. yeah. She, she held her head up high there as well. She, yep. I mean, she missed the cut by about four or five shots. but And it was the shortest court. But she, she tells the story where on that, well, it was the 10th tee where she hit off. But on the 10th tee, that's as nervous yeah. as she has ever, ever been mm. on a golf course. Mm-hmm. So it, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, you take people out of their comfort level. That's right. Doesn't matter what pressures they've felt in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things change. Things can change pretty quickly yeah. uh, when all the eyes are on you and you're not expected to. Oh, well, there is some expectation. There yeah. probably is expectation. Well, I think everyone wanted to see him do well, which was good. So, yeah. 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 Jason Day, Marco, I uh, want to talk about him. He slipped to number seven in the world. Mm. Uh, just two top ten finishes this season. Uh, and all, all on, his, all on so, his putting. He's made just so far, 22nd, missed the cut, and yeah. 24th. Uh, the last couple of years, he's been the best putter in the game. Yep. That's a big weapon. Mm. If you are the number one putter, strokes gained, that is an enormous weapon. If you can look up, while you're on your computer there now, yep. look up putting stats, PGA Tour, strokes gained. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's past 50. And, you know, the difference, you know, we're talking about if, you know, I think last year... More often than not, he was plus 2.5 from one tournament to the yep. next where he played well, which is just enormous. That's per that's per round. So plus 2.5 on, on the field from the positions where he putted, um, you know, that ends up being 2.5, what's that? 10 shots, uh, 10 shots around that he's up against yep. all his opponents from the positions where he putted. So you can see the it's advantage. 53rd. 53rd. Yep. Yeah. What, what's the number? Is there a number next uh, to his strokes going putting? 0.272. So he's just, just above. Yeah. So he's... And 8.9 total. 8.9 total? total strokes gained putting. Righto. Yeah. So, you know, you go back to his you know, formative years when he was, you know, a force in the world of golf and challenging for majors. And, you know, he wasn't... Basically, he wasn't out of the top... He basically wasn't out of contention there mm-hmm. for, for a period of time. There might have been five or six majors um, out of eight where he was just yeah. right in the hunt. Well, that can all be traced back to what he's doing on the putting green. Yep. All of it. And look, I, I think he's lost the eye of the tiger, personally. Mm-hmm. I, I keep on hearing that he's got a sore ankle or a sore wrist or he's got the flu or something's happened. Um, so golf's not front of mind. You know, yeah. if you know, you, you know you, you, you're, you're a sports journalist. You, you go to people in other sports and they just you know they're not telling you they've got a sore ankle or they've got a sniffle before they play they've got their eye on the prize yep. i think no excuse jason's eye hasn't been on the prize yeah because you wouldn't think about your sore ankle or your wrist or your back you'd be thinking about how am i going to shoot how am i going to shoot 18 under this week <laughs> and win this tournament yep. that's all you'd be, that, that would be front of mind everything else is secondary third fourth way down the so far down the list it doesn't matter yeah i did um watch this week online the two iron he hit into 18 last year at bolter's roll same tournament 260 yards an eagle uphill yeah ridiculous to knock that eagle in ridiculous it's probably one of my favorite shots i've ever seen yeah i reckon it's as good a shot as so think how far he's he's fallen yelling at the ball (laughs) think how far he's fallen in those those 12 months and it took some unbelievable play from jimmy walker to actually Mm. beat him (laughs) holding out from bunkers and yeah he won this two years ago yep he won it at whistling straights i reckon that's right whistling straights last year came second at boulders roll it would be a surprise to see him on monday morning our time 
in a dogfight. It would be a surprise, not impossible, but would be a surprise, and his putting will be the key because he yep. still hits it pretty good. Mm. The putt, you, know, you can hit two good shots on the first hole and your hitting's away for the whole week. Yep. But we need him to hole a 10-foot early yep. on one, two, or three. Bang. Yeah, probably in each round. <laughs> probably in each round. Just to round. get him going. Just, Just to get, to him, get going. him going. All right, yep. Marco, we've got to get to a break. Plenty more clubhouse still to come. Stick around. You're listening to The Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is The Clubhouse. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you as we talk all things golf. Now, Marco, during the week, a fascinating chat Mm. I heard you have. Yeah, look, one of the great things about golf is if you're not going too well with your putter, you can get a new putter. Or if yeah. you're sick of the driver, you can get a new driver. And sometimes it does spark you into action. That's right. The second-hand golf club market is becoming enormous. And a lad called Daniel Coford has left his job and yeah. has started this on, on Facebook. I'm not yeah. on Facebook. But on Facebook How are you he's, not on Facebook, by the way? Everyone's on Facebook. I'm 48 years old, mate. Yeah, but everyone's That's on Facebook. No, I'm on Instagram. Much better. You're on Instagram. No hate. No hate on Instagram. And you can just let people in who you want to in. Um, Golfers HQ, he's got this little chat up and going as well. It's it's a chat venue. But what is interesting is if you're on Facebook and you go to Golf, Buy, Swap and Sell, he'll tell you the story here in a tick. Then you've just got people swapping golf clubs from all over this country. Mm. 28,000 people. He calls them organic Yes. followers yep. so hasn't bought any of them hasn't bought any of them and they all live in this country and they're all over 18 years old there are some rules that uh, need to be applied to all the swappings yes. and selling and everything else buying but have a listen to Daniel Coford and and if you just you know if your sand is no good at the moment thinking about swapping a club have a listen have a listen the Facebook page is called Australian Golf Buy, Swap and Sell. Right. Okay. Um, and then we have another page called Australian Golf Advice and Discussion, which is you can just jump on and chat about golf and uh, complain about uh, rules and anchoring putters and balls going too far. There we go. Good. What is the most expensive? We didn't get an answer. Do you know? Do you have an answer or is it the Scotties? Uh, it's one of our uh, local Victorian sellers sells a lot of Scotty Cameron putters and you're probably looking up at about six or seven grand yep. Australian. For some of them. Yeah, yeah. People will pay that as well. So what are they? They're just, you know... They're just one-offs. Are they the 62s? The, you know, the 62 ones? Uh, not circa 62s. They're normally um, the GSSs or 009s or anything like that. Normally the, the high-grade stainless steels. Um, right. And they're... Brand new? Sometimes not brand new, no. Also depends on the grip. You can have grips that go up to $1,000 just for one Scotty Cameron grip as well. Why? It's a grip. Limited. Limited. What? <laughs> So you've got the, you've got the forum, mm-hmm. you've got the forum. What are the biggest? Do you do you watch them every day? Do you watch what they're talking oh, what about? What I do for a living? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure it stays safe. Yep. What are the big talking points at the moment that generates the most interest? The two main ones recently, yeah, are the anchoring. Um, Yes. The anchoring situation. Um, we've got one particular member, Brian, who uh, doesn't think that uh, that's breaking the rules. I- I'm neither here or there, but uh, right. a couple of our... Mate, if you've got a, handi- if you've got a handicap, no issue. <laughs> if you if, if you yeah. actually have a handicap, and let's say you, if you putt freehand, then you're off 20. Mm-hmm. But if you putt with um, uh, an anchored putter, belly putter or, or, yep. or the big broomstick, then you're off 15, then who cares? Mm. Your handicap looks after that situation. So I've got no issue at all with club golfers anchoring, belling, doing whatever just to get you out in the golf course. Go mm. and do it. The handicap looks after it. Yep. But when you're playing in a scratch comp or when you're playing in a tournament, like such as a British Open or what we're seeing week to week on telly, then enough's enough. Yep. Enough's enough. That's in my view anyway. Do you see much of this? I mean, I, I've got a... A, a young lad I know whose father's bought himself a set of clubs, right? Yeah. Up in Asia. Yeah. 
gold lining. Gold lining. Tens of thousands of dollars. Do you see much of this stuff coming onto the onto the market? Not really. I mean, I was again. I was surprised. You talk about the Honma and the gold-plated yes. stuff. Yep. When I was in a, um, a, a shopping centre in Japan, you've got seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollar irons just for irons. Mm. It's crazy, but um, mainly on the buy, swap, and sell stuff. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot cheaper. Um, ninety thousand for the irons. Yep. That's ten thousand and nine. I'll uh, send you the photo after the show, mate. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Golfers HQ for a second. You've got so that's where you've sort of got your own collection and you Correct. sell, yeah. Yep. What's your um? What do you got in there? What are your little nitty gritties you've got in there that we need to know about? Oh, we've got a lot of X demo drivers. We've got yes. a lot of Ping G drivers coming in next week as well because they've just replaced it with the G four hundred. So we've got a lot of them coming in. A lot of so that's uh, so basically a generation old. Correct. Right. So we do a lot of stuff that's a generation old. There are some people that do swap stuff quite frequently so we might get some newer stuff but if somebody come to me and said I need this specific specifically if I don't have it I, I can't source it it's it, it's purely and are you getting some tour issue drivers coming through there as well because all the shafts now yeah there's just so much I don't know how much of this is reality I've been off tour for too long but oh that's the tour issue model and all of a sudden it's worth like triple correct yeah, yeah so I do um, but we do have a lot of people on our pages that do say tour shoot and stuff like that. And nowadays there are easy ways to identify it. But as you said, um, sometimes when somebody sees the word tour issue, that can add a premium to the product. Now, as you guys know, um, the tour issue stuff is made to a, um, a better quality or, or, or finer tolerances. But generally speaking, for the guys who are mid to right, high yep. handicappers, it doesn't really matter. There he is, Marco. So if you're out there with a golf club that you're not quite happy with, Maybe you want a new putter, new jump driver, on Facebook. something like that. Jump on Facebook, have a look at the uh, the website there, and uh, you could uh, could change your life. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got a little side business where he, he sells buys and sells clubs. So I don't yeah. know how he does that. He must buy clubs that are a generation old and then you know sells them for a little bit of an upkeep. But he, he's left his job and yep. he's uh, going pretty well. Good on him. Great chat. Good Great on chat. you, buddy. Up hey, next, yes, master class. Yeah, master got, class. What do we got today? I've got a good one. Got a good one. Yeah, I got a good one. Hang around. Nice. Stick could around. be life changing. Plenty more clubhouse still to come. Marco's master class is next. Marco's master class. Yeah, each and every week to finish the show, we get a free golf lesson from Mark Allen, uh, or for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Play golf. Play Club Mandalay. Visit the website clubmandalay.com.au you can book online there clubmandalay.com.au before we get to a masterclass mm-hmm. shout out to my old man who got his first ever hole in one you're kidding me last week at age 73 up in Coolum. you're joking the old Palmer course up there are you really yes in so. between dinosaurs yeah just checking well out done. a car collection you wouldn't, I played with a guy called Billy Mann who yeah. hold in one on the 15th hole at Kingston Heath on yep. Wednesday yep. so well done to Billy as well yes that's my well done to your dad that's it his first one first, first one. one yep very, He's done a golf good. course their entire life. <laughs> and that's the first and one. And he would have played thousands upon thousands of Was there thousands a large celebration or did he take it in uh, his stride? Took it in his stride. They went back and, you know, obviously got to shout the bar, but unfortunately <laughs> at the Coolum course over there, not many people in the bar. So it was all right, but then had to buy dinner and everything. So. Now, as a golf coach, you might have the greatest ideas in the whole world, Jules. You might have the best. Yep. Now, you might be spot on, but without using correct vocabulary to get the point across, they're almost useless. For instance, a lot of people, when I you would give a putting lesson, they, they'd ask me, how do you hit a putt? You don't hit putts, folks. You don't. There is no hit in a putt. You stroke and the ball gets in the way. Mm-hmm. That, that's very important. But vocabulary now, and I was listening to some of the Golf Australia coaches just recently. They were showing that they had this big, um, what do they call it, the kind of a coaching session 
in Houston. So all the best players that we have in the country, they're traveling all, they all converge in Houston and the Golf Australia coaches look at them. And I've heard this from some of the other best coaches around. Your backswing or a takeaway, it kind of implies that you take the club away with the arms or you swing your arms back uh, when you say backswing. The best coaches in the world now are bypassing those terms. Mm-hmm. They now call it a wind-up. A wind-up? Yeah. yeah. Because you start thinking about your backswing, these old terms, uh, as a wind-up, and the first thing you do is is you wind your body up. You don't think about taking the club away with your arms or right. swinging your arms back with the club. Because as soon as you take the club away with the arms, your arms get behind your body. Or as soon as you swing the club back with your arms the arms get behind the body. And we know that for a million years, the biggest issue in golf is when the arms get behind your body or behind's probably the wrong, when your arms aren't in front of your body. Yep. When your arms aren't in front of your body, see how vocabulary has even changed yes. the way you thought of that? When your arms aren't in front of your body on the way back, then there's got they're, they're out of position and you're basically chasing your tail throughout mm-hmm. your golf swing. So today, especially those people who hit a big slice, don't think of a backswing or a takeaway. Put the club behind the ball and wind up. Wind up. And watch what happens. Yep. Because you won't use your arms as much. You'll get a big shoulder turn. Instead of having that really long swing that you could never, ever get rid of because mm-hmm. you've been thinking of a, of a takeaway, that'll change as well. Yep. So go through. It's exactly the same routine. Put the club behind the ball and wind up. Wind up. And then go through the ball. Nice. So there's a different way. So vocabulary helps coaching. Interesting. And don't hit the putt either. No hitting putts. No hitting. No hitting chips. It's a stroke. You stroke chips and you stroke putts. Yep. And the ball just gets in the way. Fascinating. I never thought we'd have a vocabulary lesson on this show, Marco. Nor did I. There you go. Nor did I. There you go. um, Next week. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about... How to hit a ball with crooked eyes. Crooked eyes. Now, we just spoke like about this. Like Sam Snead. Because for people who don't listen to this show and don't follow your tips, I've been following your tips about the hips through the mm. ball and making sure that mm. uh, my Your hips don't come closer. That's right. And uh, yeah. getting that rotation through yeah. there because they were, they were just sort of pausing at impact. In fact, I can say this. See, this will make people hang around for next week. If you are not hitting the golf ball with crooked eyes, mm-hmm. then you don't know what you're doing. Well, there you go. Stick around next week. Marco's masterclass. Hey, but don't forget the yes. wind up either. The wind up. Bang. Don't forget the wind up. No yep. more takeaways. No more backswing. It's a wind up. And if you are winding up, play golf for two at Club Mandalay, including a motorized cart and a drink, just seventy nine bucks. Clubmandalay.com.au. Marco, catch you next see week. See you next week. Good we'll have you, a new major winner potentially, or a great story. Fingers crossed. We'll see you then. See you, buddy. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.